0: fantasy football podcast called live in the stream comes to you each week streaming recommendations during nfl season it's not just tongue and cheek quarterback defense tight and recommendations based on opposition
1: matchups here are your podcast hosts jj zacharyson and danny carter living Stream. Welcome ladies and gentlemen to another episode of Living the Stream. I'm JJ Zacharyson, the late round quarterback, and as always, I am joined by my fairly lovely co-host, Denny Carter. Denny, what's going on, buddy?
0: Uh, well, you're very chipper for someone who just said fairly lovely. I'm not sure what I <laughs> did to get on your bad side, but uh I'm doing I'm doing well. Uh I do think it we have to address something that we we talked about just before the the show started, which is that uh Folks, JJ is wearing a a t shirt today from when he was eleven years old.
1: This is true. This is true. I'm wearing a a baseball jersey from way back in the day when chubby JJ was a starting shortstop for a tournament baseball team.
0: And it fits really nicely. I have to say,
1: it's uh, look okay. Like I wouldn't. I, I actually could. I could go out in public with it. I mean, you see, it's it fits like yeah. my body. Like it's just a nice fitting shirt. And it, look, it was a little bit big back then. But the fact that I am a Okay, I'm 29. I don't know if I've ever like thrown that out there on the show. I'm sure that I have, but I'm always afraid of my my age and talking about my age whenever people listen to us. But I am a I'm 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 big. I'm a bigger guy. I'm like I weigh like 205 pounds, and I still fit into this.
0: Yeah, i mean, and and but the thing is, I don't believe you that it that it fit you in in any way. And I understand you said chubby kid, and I. I get it. I think it, you know what? I think it nineties fit you in that it was, okay, it was right. huge, Yeah. but, but it was, it was acceptable because it was in the nineties and everyone was wearing oversized, ridiculous looking clothes.
1: Well, let me say this too. I have, so I, I played baseball like a crazy amount when I was growing. I got so burned out playing baseball because I used to play like five teams a summer, that kind of, that kind of life. Like mm-hmm. I just, oh. ah. I, And I also had that t-shirt that said baseball is life. Remember how everyone had like a had like a basketball as life right right yeah i had one of those but i played on all these teams and then i'd play in a fall ball league where i mean only like hardcores up in in the north played fall ball because you're playing you're playing in cold weather right yeah and i'd play a fall ball league i still have a t-shirt or a jersey because it was a t-shirt this one at least has look you didn't you can't see it because my microphone but uh-huh. i have uh i have nice little buttons here. buttons yeah i see yeah, it uh, couple buttons at the top of the the jersey but the the jersey that i wore at the fall ball is just a t-shirt so i'm more i i still own it and it's actually denny it's actually big on me and i wore that when i was like 12 or 13 so have you
0: not grown since you were 12 i don't know no no
1: it's it's the most i i don't i don't look i i when i was in middle school when i was in middle school i was just like i was i was chubby okay and like, I lost some baby fat, and that's, you know, that's just how humans grow, right? It, and yes. I, I, I was just, I, I, I played shortstop, and usually when you're in little league, the more athletic kids are playing shortstop, right? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I played shortstop, but it was hilarious because, and my brother always makes, like, to this day, my brother makes fun of me about it <laughs> because I was this, like, chubby brick wall <laughs> playing shortstop. But it it's, a, it's a very, it, like, I, I don't know how tall. Like, I'm I'm six foot one. I weigh two oh five. I go to the gym. Like, I'm a very I, like I'm not like out of shape or anything like that. The fact that it like still fits me though, that I am six one two oh five. Like I, I, looking back, I probably should have been had like a reality TV show because I was so large. Well,
0: that, wait, wait, is that are you? How much taller were you than the other kids at the time?
1: I mean, I was always in like the. I was probably in like the ninetieth or so percentile wow. in terms of height, Man. like like growing up. But like, but look, I'll, I'll try to dig up a picture and then I can send out the picture. I I don't know if I can put it on Twitter though. That's um, that's, that's, that's one of those things where people will, will just destroy.
0: I might, yeah. Oh oh yeah, don't do that. Yeah, especially yeah, no the especially this crowd. This crowd is brutal. You heard me, people. Uh, I I think I have an issue with your jersey wearing because I kept. Many, many t-shirt jerseys from back in the day when I used to play basketball and baseball. And um my wife, who recently left me, threw them away. They, she gave them away. Oh, because, man. But because they looked, okay, I was I was continuing to wear them like in public. And they were just, they didn't fit anymore. They were way too small. And I get that. But I just refuse to acknowledge the fact that I, you know, am a grown man. And I I feel I feel like I need to put out my height and weight since you put out yours. Um, I like to say I'm five ten. I'm probably closer to five nine. Yeah. And I'm one seventy. So that's so there. So 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 I, I
1: would dominate Denny in a wrestling match.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm I'm scrappy. I'm scrappy.
1: I, I I'm 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 not a fighter. I'm I'm
0: a. Hunter. No, oh me neither. It would be the worst. It would be the worst wrestling. We would both end up crying. It would.
1: <laughs> if Denny and I wrestled one <laughs> another, like now now I'm picturing people like making a gif of some sort yeah, of, right. of us like wrestling. And but but if Denny and I wrestled one another, we would just shake hands, sit down, yeah. and then just start sobbing uncontrollably.
0: Yeah, I'd be like, I'm so sorry if I hurt your arm. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, <exactly>. Um. <laughs> so anyway, I guess I'm jealous that you have a a fitting uh, t-shirt jersey from back in the day because I, I outgrew all of mine
1: i have i have like three of them like i uh, have a lot of them I, I i don't i don't know why i would I, I, look i think it's it's you were right it's a combo of like the 90s slash yeah. early, maybe into early 2000s if yeah. it was like more of like freshman year but it's like the combo of that with it, then you know the shirts being big with with my body also being big <laughs>
0: Wait, so so you're telling me that they never had you a catcher being a ninetieth percentile? No,
1: I wasn't. I was. I I played. I I played uh, shortstop, and then one year uh, in school ball, I played first because I was big. That's. I mean, that's 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 the go to position. But th- that season too, I broke my foot, so I barely played. But my my like little league into into like um into uh, just pony pony and I, like yeah. I, every every area calls it different, but little league into like pony and stuff i would play shortstop mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. but i was i i there's no way people took i was like i was like uh the equivalent of like jared lorenzen playing quarterback <laughs> where where they're like oh this guy can't be oh this guy's actually got some game he's got so this 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 chubby man can yeah. play shortstop he can move look at him Uh the moving part i still i, I was i was more agile than than quick
0: I I feel like uh uh you know wh- when I played little league ball the biggest kid the coach would just come up to the biggest kid give him the catcher's mask and be like all right you know you yeah. know where you're going
1: yeah yeah I mean that was but look when you got skilled, Denny you can't deny it
0: no I mean yeah if you're if you were that agile then yes you should have been in the middle infield which you were it
1: was like it was like watching really it was like watching like like Jerome Bettis during his <laughs> later years playing playing running back.
0: Oh, by the way, update on my on my softball situation. I played in the tournament last week, and I told you about the shift. I told everybody about the shift that opposing teams put on me because I hit it to right field. They 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 did the shift, and I successfully hit it to left field. Not Ooh. once, but twice. So unbelievable they the, happy about that The
1: Oppo shift still just like blows my freaking mind
0: Well they got they, this team in particular got so mad online and in real life <laughs> uh when I hit I, I landed I landed one just on the line and they had someone playing right there, but he didn't really go for it. Like he wasn't like too aggressive. So they got so pissed that they shifted even more. And I was like, all right, I mean, I can't possibly put the ball in right field anymore. So left
1: field it was. And you know, it was a double. It wasn't, you know, anything crazy, but it was good. I really hope there's not humming in the background now because a neighbor just decided to cut his lawn. Uh, Well, my neighbor's been mowing the lawn for seven consecutive hours. Uh, so I hope no one can hear that in the background, but anyway, Denny, today we are going to talk about running back flyers. We're basically only going to talk about late round things until the season starts, I would assume, because that's what this show is all about is about, uh, hating or or, sorry, loving bad players and (laughs) hating on people who draft quarterbacks and tight ends early. Uh, but Denny, before we get into the running back flyers, uh, that we were going to talk about, we do have a sponsor of the show that you should talk about.
0: I we do. We have uh 3 today. We're going to kick it off with ffdraftprep.com, which is today's first sponsor. Uh you you may remember ffdraftprep.com from last year. Um it, it's a tool that provides phenomenal tier-based roster construction focused draft tool. It capitalizes on a number of concepts that we frequently talk about on the show and will allow you to easily track the quality of available supply against the demand in your draft. The tool will help you identify which positions to target based on the construction of your team and your league mates. So this really fits the brand, I feel like. Uh, this year's tool has has been streamlined uh, to improve the user experience, and most exciting of all, <clears throat> now provides full-fledged CPU-driven mock drafts. Even better, this tool is being released 100% Free of charge. That's right, folks. Free of charge. Uh, Dave Caban. I'm sorry, Dave, if I butchered your last name there. I believe it's Dave Caban, uh, who owns the site and uh, built the tool. Also writes for RotoViz. Uh, he is on a personal crusade to get people drafting with an underlying strategy and stop going after the best player available or the one with the highest projections. So head to FFDraftPrep.com. Download the tool again for free and help Dave in his fight against fantasy nonsense.
1: Word. Alright Denny, I'm gonna kick off this running back flyer list with a player that I've talked a lot about on the late round podcast, uh and and on Twitter and stuff, but it's it's DeAndre Washington. Mm-hmm. Uh we have Marshawn Lynch who's the the hypothetical starter there, uh who is also thirty one years old. He could probably be uh Matt Harmon's father. <laughs> Uh, it's already been reported though that Marshawn Lynch might not even see 200 carries this season. I that's, know. That's already out there. Wow. A- a- regardless, people are still drafting him in the second round. I I can't I I can't comprehend that. But that means that even without an injury, the backups in this offense could see some touches, and that includes my boy DeAndre Washington, who saw more volume than Jalen Rashard last year when Latavius Murray was out. Uh, it's a small sample size, but he did see more volume. Washington also trumps Jalen Richard's college profile, uh, and it's really not that close. Uh, he definitely profiles a lot more as an early down back than mm-hmm. Jalen Richard does. I will say, though, and Denny, this is a take that I have not thrown out there yet, and I don't think a lot of people are throwing out there, but watch out for Elijah Hood as well. Woo. He's a guy that they drafted this offseason season. Uh, and there was a quote that Mike, Mike Clay tweeted uh, some, some Raiders guy on his show actually said that if Marshawn Lynch gets hurt, Elijah hood would be the insurance and work as the power slash goal line back. Hmm. And D and, and uh, Deandre Washington and Jalen Richard would be used as well. But again, that goal line, that goal line position and, and, person in this offense is the one that we're most attracted to as we saw with Latavius Murray last season, despite the fact that Latavius Murray is not good at football. He's not good, but it didn't matter because he was in a good situation. So I basically think that there's a a chance, a decent chance that Marshawn Lynch isn't as good as he was because mm-hmm. he hasn't played since November of 2015. He's also old and this is a situation that you should hypothetically be targeting and want to target because they have a great offensive line. Derek Carr is, mm-hmm. is average. I'm just kidding. He's, he's, he, <laughs> Derek, Derek, Carr, Derek Carr is decent. They have great great receiving weapons. They have a goat tight end in Jared Cook. <laughs> yeah. I, I, look, it's, it's, a, it's a good situation to target, and, and mm. whoever ends up getting goal line touches will probably be viable in fantasy in some way, which will be Marshawn Lynch. But again, he, he's not going to see those 200 touches. If Marshawn Lynch does go down, I think DeAndre Washington has a lot of opportunity, but don't sleep on Elijah Hood either.
0: Yeah, look. At, there's always someone lurking around the bottom of the depth chart who, you know, beat writers and coaches talk up, and then suddenly, when push comes to shove in the season and injuries strike a backfield, uh, suddenly that person gets a real opportunity. So I, I, I like the take. I don't think it's necessarily a super hot take, even. Uh, uh and and uh, the the situation is so muddled there. I have a I have a I have a pro I have trouble, you know, going with one of those Raiders running back running backs late in the draft. But if I do, it is Washington.
1: I think that it's one of those situations where if you're in a lot of leagues, it's it's kind of nice to diversify it a bit. Yeah, yeah. Just because if there is one that does emerge, you'll at least have some share. You know, I'm like you said, like I'm not completely married to DeAndre Washington. I'm playing probability and saying that. Of the guys in that backfield, he would be the one that I would want to own. But I'm also not ignorant enough to to say that you know Jalen Rashard couldn't step up or right. or Elijah Hood couldn't step up. But DeAndre Washington is just the de facto guy for me that that I would try to target if I'm if I'm going with one one player behind Marshawn Lynch.
0: Sure, I'm with you. Uh, my uh, first late round running back that I, I I think I've talked about this. I've become something of a Thomas Rawls truther in redraft leagues uh, because his ADP hasn't moved that much um he's going in the 11th in the early 11th round which is 2 rounds later than CJ Proce and 4 rounds after Eddie Lacy now so this is this is mostly based not on the fact that i think that Brawls is is this amazing player who will certainly get an opportunity but the fact that he's relatively you know much cheaper than his backfield mates in Proce uh and and Lacy i can't really figure out the Proce ADP except for his I know his passing game involvement Um, but uh, you know it's I don't I would not draft Lacey and Rawls on the same team because like we've talked about like stuffing your bench with guys from the same backfield severely limits your upside even if it gives you some sort of like decent floor uh, to work with and when you talk about the uh, you know the Seahawks offense uh, last year uh, was was not exactly how they either want to run things or plan to run things. Um, they were 21st in rush attempts last year. Uh, they were, I'm looking at my notes right now. Um, so in they were third in rush attempts in 2015 and, tw- and second in 2014. They were also second in 2013 in rush attempts. This is a team that ideally wants to run the ball a lot. So whoever gets that, you know, uh, bell Cow Uh, position situation is, is going to have a lot of opportunity. That's, that's what I'm looking at when I see Rawls in the 11th.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't fault that logic whatsoever. I've, I've been, you know, I, I, I think that Eddie Lacey is still a good pick too, uh, just because of his upside. But obviously it's a scenario where if you like the situation, it makes total sense to kind of just get someone in that backfield. And if you're going to just randomly get someone in the backfield, it makes sense to get the cheaper of, of the, the early down guys, yeah. the the CJ process thing. I, I, I like CJ process so much more in dynasty. Cause I don't think this is his year. I think that next year would hypothetically be his year just because Eddie Lacey and Thomas Rawls, both I mean, Eddie Lacey signed a one-year deal. Thomas Rawls has one more year left. So it just kind of makes sense that yeah. process who profile, I mean, the reason why a lot of people like him is that he kind of profiles to be a David Johnson type. Cause he's, he can play wide receiver. He did play wide receiver. So, uh, you know, it's just a, it's a, a very interesting situation with him, but I, I tend to agree. I don't necessarily understand the ProSize ADP. Uh, I do a little bit more in PPR leagues. Uh, I understand the upside that he brings, but I think next year would be CJ processes year. So keep that in mind if you're in a keeper league, because I think that he's a good guy to target, you know, if he doesn't have a great season and you can get him, uh off the waiver wire late, or you can trade for him late. He's a guy that I would want to keep. I, I love that I'm thinking about two, two 2018 keepers. Yeah, this is, right this now. Is, this is the dumbest conversation I've ever had in my life. This is so, the, most,
0: the most Twitter conversation ever that we're looking yeah, for. yeah. It really is,
1: really is. We're we're in peak off season uh, fashion or form right now. Yeah. Uh, next dude I want to talk about is Rex Goathead. Um, <laughs> this one's pretty obvious. It's not really worth like digging into numbers and such because it's it's just a very very obvious late round dart throw. I mean, you have a situation where look consensus thinks that Mike Gillisley is going to be the dude in that backfield. He's going to take that blunt role, but he has more upside too, because he can actually catch passes and he can run out of shotgun. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gillis Lee was, and has been over the last two years, the most efficient running back in number fires database. He's been, he's been incredible. Granted, Buffalo has a good offensive line. Tyrod Taylor's a mobile quarterback that helps the running back position inherently. Um, but even still Gillisley very very good running back and uh, Bill Belichick actually has has been quoted in saying mm. something along the lines of like him being so impressed whenever they faced the Bills last year. So I I get that Lee like you know he he's rising a little too high in terms of ADP, but I at least can understand why he would be the one that's most favorable uh, from a, from an ADP standpoint and from a drafting standpoint. But we also know that there could easily be a split backfield here, and we also know that there's a possibility that someone else emerges. And whoever emerges is playing in a an elite offense. Is playing yeah. with Tom Brady. They have Brandon Cooks now. Uh, it's going to be an offense that scores a lot. Rex Burkhead last season was actually the second best running back in Number Five's database behind Lee. So wow. Rex Burkhead is actually pretty good too. Um, yeah, you know, the, the sample is a little bit skewed because he played the Ravens in a meaningless game in Week 17 last year. Where I, I get it, but at the same time uh Burkhead's an interesting prospect at, at at least uh we know that he can also do more than LeGarrette Blunt could in terms of catching the football so you know it, this is a dart throw this is just what happens and when you're when you're looking at these backfields and you want a late round flyer at the running back position you have to look deeper in the you're not going to find a starter late you 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 have to target these offenses i mean look at look at the three guys that we've talked about so far DeAndre Washington Thomas Rawls Rex Burkhead. What's the one thing they all have in common? They're in good offenses. Right. You want to target these guys who if something happens to their starter starter and they also have questionable starters, if something were to happen to their starter or if they just outperform them, they're now all of a sudden the guy in a good offense. I mean that's that's perfect for fantasy football. So that's the main reason why you would want to target Rex Burkhead.
0: Yeah, I mean if you a good rule of thumb is you want Tom Brady's and the Patriots early down banger. <laughs> yeah. Sure. That's, That's it. I mean, you just whoever that is, you want that guy. Um, And uh, so, yeah, I'm going to go with my second guy here, who is Jonathan Williams uh, from the Buffalo Bills. Um, So Williams is going at the end of the 13th round after, uh, curiously, uh, a D'Angelo Williams, who is currently unemployed, unless I've missed something in the last like 20 minutes. Um, uh, The Bills, uh, who ran the ball almost 500 times in 2016 uh you know we'll certainly run it 430 or 40 or 50 times this year even with some regression worked in with with a new offensive uh, uh system there um so both of uh LeSean McCoy's backups the past 2 years Carlos Williams and Mike Gillisley have had at least some standalone value uh and major opportunities should shady, you know, who's 29 years old, succumbed to injury. Um, and I know he, he struggled with some injuries, I think, including some, some hamstring issues in 2016. Uh, I am already preparing myself I'm getting Williams in a lot of places, first of all, but I am already preparing myself mentally for Mike Tolbert to just vulture all of the touchdowns, but I'm not, I'm trying not to worry about, <laughs> about that too much right now. And uh, just to, uh, to target a guy again, who is on a a run heavy team uh in a decent offense who whose opportunity will be fairly massive if he does retain that that running back 2 position on the team and and there was a a uh, beat writer for Buffalo who uh, confirmed the other day that Williams is getting uh, quote every opportunity to win the number 2 running back spot behind Shady. So I I don't see a reason uh not to draft him most times especially because I've I've already by that point invested so much in wide receiver uh that I'm looking for flyer running backs who may stumble into opportunity
1: he's actually to me look i've i've been very anti handcuff and and I still am very anti handcuff i'm I'm just speaking to to the idea of getting a backup running back like a clear backup running back because uh-huh. he's he's pretty clear that he's the backup running back he's like the one guy though. That I think is a that you can feel confident in being a handcuff, an actual okay. handcuff. If something were to happen to Shady, he will step up, and I'm, I feel most confident with him. I don't feel confident with Darren McFadden. There's a lot of competition in that backfield. Uh-huh. I don't, I don't even feel confident in James Conner necessarily because he's a rookie, and there's at least some competition there. So, like, those are those are basically the opportunities in general. You can look at at Arizona. There's trash there. I mean, is Chris Johnson going to be the backup? Is I guess TJ Logan got hurt, but like there's there's trash there. Like it, Kerwin Williams Her is there also. Yeah, the goat. yeah, Kerwin Kerwin Williams is there too. But but basically <laughs> like Jonathan Williams it, it comes down to the only real handcuff in fantasy football, I think, and just plays into the idea that that handcuffing is dumb. But um, I do see the upside in in getting Jonathan Williams. Yeah, and, and I I'm not handcuffing
0: if, if, right. Or right, usually right. mostly because it's illegal. Um, but the, if, if I had to Williams is a decent choice because of his price, it's not like a Derrick Henry situation where Henry's going in the what, eighth or ninth round in a lot of drafts, you know, if you earlier in some, yeah, right. Earlier. And, and so if you're trying to like secure that Tennessee backfield, if you want to, if you want to lock up that Buffalo backfield, it doesn't cost a whole lot. I mean, shady does, but you know, Williams doesn't.
1: All right, Denny, uh, this next segment of the show, before we get into it, so just to recap, though, we had Rex Goathead, DeAndre Washington, Thomas Rawls, and Jonathan Williams. This next segment, I'm actually going to announce who is going to be in our 14-team league this year. Um, Everyone, I'm I'm sure you guys are so excited to hear this. But, Denny, before we do this, we do have another sponsor for the show.
0: Yes, yes, we do. Uh, It is, as usual, PlayDraft.com. I, again... Have been on the site quite a lot and on the uh, app, which is which is an excellent app. It tells me all the time when I'm on the clock. Um, so here's how it works: uh, sign up for a 12-team long draft or a 10-team league with a rapid fire, I believe 30-second clock. Um, and uh, I've done so many of the 10-team drafts; they're they're very fun. But it's it's uh, best ball, so it's season long with no management. Uh, you just set it. And then the second the second step after you said it is just to forget it. Uh, once you're done drafting, that's it. No trades, no waiver wire. Uh, you don't even have to set your lineup. Your best players are automatically selected, and you'll get your best score every week. Never worry about injuries again in your whole life. It's a huge burden. I mean, it's a huge first world problem we all have. Uh, so relieve, relieve yourself of that. Come and join me today. Just go to playdraft.com backslash stream, and you'll get a free entry. Into a best ball draft.
1: All right, so the league, Denny. We have fourteen teams. We know that me, you, and Tom are all in. It, Tom, Everett, Scott, and also Nico, who won the league last year. So that's four slots that are gone. Right? Are so we, we sure to...
0: I'm in it? Are we
1: sure? I'm... That's true. I'm uh, so, to... so there, there are three slots that are gone. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, so, so the four of us are already in the league. So there's ten slots, and we've narrowed it down to ten people. I'm going to read your Twitter handles and kind of quickly describe what you tweeted and why it was so awesome. Um, if you hear your handle, please email me. I'm at jjzacharison at gmail.com. Literally the easiest thing you can possibly remember, even though no one can spell my last name. Go there. Go email me and tell me, hey, this is my handle. Look, I'm assuming people aren't going to like... Try to cheat the system here, right? That would be the most ridiculous thing in the world if someone tried to cheat the system.
0: Please don't do that. You'll shake my faith in humanity. Whatever. Yeah, you,
1: you really would. You really would. All right. So the first one I already actually said on on the living the stream account last, or I guess it was either yesterday or last week. But um, our buddy Breve Bronovan at Breve Bronovan <laughs> made made one of the most incredible videos I've ever seen. It was good. It was good. So so Steve Donovan, Breve Bronovan. Which I can't believe he found the clip of me saying that 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 handle is so amazing. Yeah, like, and put it in the video. It's just unbelievable stuff. Un- unreal, unreal. Like auto put him into the league. Give him even like a three point advantage each week.
0: Well, uh, well I, let, let's not get crazy. Uh, <laughs> the, so Steve slash Breve when he did the um the uh, dad running uh thing yes. on his video, and he just ran like with his legs flailing, and then yes. suddenly just faced the garage. So, like, yes. like, suddenly just, like, stood next to the garage. For some reason, that made me laugh so hard. It was ridiculous. I basically peed myself. The,
1: the, it, was a, it was an incredibly good... I mean, it, it made me LOL. Most of these things made me laugh out loud, but that one specifically was probably uh, the, the funniest submission that we got. There was another one, though, that was also incredibly well done, and it was another video. And it was a video from at my dog underscore champ, and it was a dialogue between this guy and his wife it could, might not be your wife in real life but this guy and his wife and he's talking about uh doing a fantasy draft and joining the living the stream league and then i mean the acting was brutally awful but that's what made it so much better is that just it was mm-hmm. just yeah. it was it was amazing and so then and then she the wife leaves him and the next shot is him running and screaming because he's so upset he says, My wife left me and he's running towards an actual Arby's.
0: Yeah, that man, that got me. That was good. But well done.
1: Yes. Uh so the next one is at the reader, R E E D E R, he uh he whoever he or she uh put together a uh photoshop of Jeff Fisher crying in the shower, which was really funny. <laughs> that was good. That was good. Uh, Next one is at Eric the underscore great Uh, put together a collage of like thank you for listening. It was a a cool collage of of random pictures that he found on Google images of me and Denny. Um, Next one is at J Genist and uh this person made a, a photoshop of robocop the movie poster with tom Everett scott's head it, on,
0: on robocop it was so good because it's actually robocop 4 which which would follow the horrible unwatchable robocop 3 uh but uh tom i'm look I'm very much looking forward to it and, and i think tom's reaction to that on twitter was wtf
1: the next person is at the Pug Father 22. It was a picture of this person holding a pug wearing uh the living the stream t shirt, but Nick Foles' head is photoshopped on his head. <laughs> which is pretty good. Next one is at Carrie McKenzie, who uh did the shower cry song, which might be from Chris Harris's podcast from where, for when you it's like your walk up music. Oh yeah. Your intro music. But regardless, Carrie, you're in the league. Uh next one is at Polish Tweeter. Uh he sent a tweet about denny's first tweet, and I thought that was creative and funny. It was the stupid Endomic and Dominican sooth tweet that you sent back in your your very first one
0: yeah yeah that yes mm-hmm. uh
1: the next one is uh at diego twenty four f p s he made a video of uh someone listening to summer of sixty nine tilting in the car uh <laughs> with with denny's uh face. The, your your book yeah of uh the, your face your cartoon face but from your book. Yeah, that's right. Yes. Uh, and then the last person in the league, drum roll please, is at Brady Coke uh, because there was a, uh, this person photoshopped a Google search that said fantasy football joke and there are pictures of us. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you specifically, I don't remember completely. But all of you guys, if you heard your Twitter handle, please email jjzacharisen at gmail.com and we will start to get things together uh, and hopefully get the lead together and draft towards the end of this month. I
0: Any, just want to I just want to say real on. quick, real quick, thank you for all the submissions. I think they were the, the, you guys put amazing effort uh, into them. So many of them made me laugh. These were very hard to choose from. Like I was yes. really hoping, I was really hoping that it would be like a half-assed effort by most people. And then like a few would stick out, but it was, it was hard because there were so many high quality entries. So I'm sorry if you didn't get in, I I do feel terrible, but we can't, you know, we can't make it like a 20 team league and all of them were very good. Thank you.
1: Yes. Thanks for being a better person than I am by explaining that. No, 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 no. Yeah. Just a little bit. All right, Denny. before we talk about the questions, we have one more sponsor of the show. Sorry guys, just one more and then we'll be good to go.
0: Yes, last sponsor today is ApexFantasyLeagues.com. Uh it's the best place to play season-long fantasy football for money. With a skill-based format and industry-leading payouts, Apex ensures that the best fantasy players win big. Apex is the place to play if you want to win I'm sorry to <laughs> want to win great money in a format that mitigates randomness and really isn't that what we're all looking for. So give it a try. I promise you'll love it. JJ loves it. I love it. All of our, all of the best people love it. So go to apexfantasyleagues.com.
1: Yeah, and I'm gonna win the expert league this year. Yeah, we'll see about that. First question at l underscore quint. In 40 years, what will people be nostalgic for? <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny.
0: This is a good uh, question. I'm thinking breathable air. <laughs>
1: yeah, breathable air is a very, very good, very good answer. Uh, I, I would like say, that.
0: I would say a climate that is uh hospitable for humans is another thing. Maybe.
1: Yeah, that's good. That's know. good. I'm gonna say, uh, uh, actually, I'm not gonna say it because the last time I said I said something political, um, my mentions burned.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, you could go a lot of different directions with this, but I, I think the, I've, I've thought too much about this, but um, you know, I think nostalgia comes from things that we all remember, like shared experiences, and there are so few shared shared experiences today because of the mass uh proliferation of media you know we have so many more channels to choose from so many more movies you know so many more websites and and everything else it's just there's nothing we have nothing in common with huge groups of people it's all splintered so it's hard to have nostalgia for something that's splintered like that anyway
1: next question stay woke yeah (laughs) stay stay woke i was thinking you know i I know that we won't be nostalgic for russell wilson because he will still be in the league
0: He wants to play 25 years
1: yeah, he'll still be in the league.
0: By the way, if that's possible, I believe anybody if anybody can do it, it's him.
1: Yeah. He's got the the miracle water.
0: Oh yeah, bubble water.
1: Uh next one. At N Dutton thirteen. What are your views regarding people who participate in live streamed events purely to disagree and argue with the host? That happened to me on my Facebook live uh on Monday. Oh, did and it? Neil, Neil 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 was in there, yeah. And uh this dude comes in and says <laughs> Says everyone needs to stop, like something along the lines of like everyone needs to stop listening to this clown. He has no idea what he's talking about, and like he just went. So I just I, and look. Anytime someone says that to me, I, look, that's fine. You you think that I suck, right? But come come after take my job, man. Like like yeah. don't just say things like act. Come my, like if if number if you can do my job better than me, number Fire will hire you and fire me that's uh, that's that's the world we live in do your do what i do that's fine
0: yes yes the the market will reward you with jj's right. job if you are better than him in fact uh um i i don't know what what, what was the question what do you do with those people or
1: yeah what, what are your views what my are, views are i i i i like when they enter because it it allows me to um um feel better about myself because i'm not that person
0: right well and yeah i mean they're pathetic is is my my (laughs) view would be that they they are uh worthy of your sympathy almost because they're just an online troll and there's nothing lower than an online troll
1: there's not especially the online trolls that then start making fun of your appearance and stuff ah yeah yeah that that's easy. that's just the that's that's the worst hey the next one at the pug father 22 congrats hey. on joining the league man will the mustache ever be cool again
0: this is i think this is this is a good question now i'm looking at you right now i mean you could have a legit mustache if you shaved your beard i, I
1: could but i don't think anyone want look i'll try to try to <laughs> <laughs> It doesn't look half bad. I have to see, say. See, I just I just covered my, my beard except for my mustache, so then he could try to kind of see it.
0: I, I kinda like it. Now here's the key with the mustache, I believe, is that it has to it has to be you have to keep like uh the hair like past the point of your mouth, you know? Like it has to go like down almost to your jawline, I think. Like just <laughs> a, j- just like a short I mean, I don't mean like a Fu Manchu, like for real. But like, uh, but that short mustache that's like cut up here. That,
1: yeah, yeah. Eh, yeah I so think it's like this then.
0: Yeah, I think you're you just you're just gonna look kind of like a dweeb.
1: I'm. You know what? I've wanted to do this for years, especially because my dad, my my pops had prostate cancer. He's cancer free now. But I want to do Movember. I should do Movember this year. Yeah,
0: why not? Yeah, you should.
1: I even have a purpose, right? like i should do it i should and i should i can i can do the mustache thing
0: this would be the best because you could uh experiment with the mustache you know see how you like it see how it looks and then if anyone you know comes at you about it you could be like oh i'm sorry i didn't know you hated uh people with cancer (laughs) i i'm i my mistake
1: right right exactly next one at eric belair or belair whatever are people who drink hot coffee on a hot summer day psychopaths? My wife does this and I'm thinking I should sleep with one eye open.
0: <laughs> well, I mean I know you don't drink coffee, but let me say as someone who had two cups of coffee this morning on a fairly hot day, it's it's fine if you're inside. Now, I guess if you're outside like gulping hot coffee when it's 95 degrees, I think that's a that's a little concerning.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I drink I drink tea and I don't drink I I drink generally hot tea.
0: Right, but we're, you're in the ice cold, you know, refrigerator of your house.
1: Yeah, right, right. I I agree with you. I I think that I think that it's total, and I'm fine with people who want to get ice drinks in the winter. I, I well,
0: uh, maybe I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about that. I, I the best description of ice coffee I ever read. Well, the only description really, and it also is the best, is that ice ice coffee tastes like disappointment. And and I think that that hits it right on the head because like it's like, you know, you're drinking it. You're expecting like what coffee tastes like. And it's just it's just not it's not satisfying. It just tastes like disappointment. Like my dad said about uh, me, you know, watching me play sports. You know, it just it just looks like disappointment. So, I, I, I used to
1: love iced coffee when I was a coffee person, Denny. Well, you're a maniac, I think. Well, let's go to the next question. Okay. At Twenty One Church Street, St. Have been mocking Kurt, Kurt. Have been mocking Kurt Cousins in the ninth a lot lately. Is is it worth taking him here versus either Dalton or Tygoat a little later on?
0: Why are you taking? Wait, is he going in the ninth?
1: Yeah, uh- I mean, look, I I'll say this. I think that Kurt Cousins. I have him at like QB six legitimately wow. i i think i think kirk cousins can have a very good season i mean kirk cousins has been very good fantasy wise the last couple of seasons um yeah do i think it's necessary depends on your league settings depends on if you are trying to stream all of that like if you're if you're trying to stream i would just get a carson palmer like if you're going to the season saying i'm going to stream just get carson palmer and don't use that equity on, on a guy like kurt cousins yes
0: uh, or kirk either one
1: either one either either one next one at keenan mahoney just buried a Nunwa on my Dino squad, rest, rest in peace. Who is your favorite terrible Jets wide receiver?
0: I mean, isn't doesn't it have to be Robbie Anderson? I don't know.
1: I guess. You have Ardarius Stewart that I'm kind of intrigued by from a prospecting standpoint, I guess. But, like, guys, if you're in a redraft league, do not take any Jets. Yeah. It's, just, it's not. Just avoid the Jets. That, includes, mean, that includes Bilal Powell.
0: Yeah, what what are we talking about as far as passing touchdowns go? We're we're talking about 12 to 15 passing touchdowns this season. Right. Right. So, it
1: could like could legitimately be true, yeah.
0: So so what do you I mean if you're okay, so if you're drafting Pal, I guess the idea is that he's going to is it he's going to have a high floor, yeah. Yeah, but he the, he's going to regularly see regularly see 10 targets. Is that the the idea?
1: He's going to Look, I have a bold predictions piece that I'm working on for Number Fire and one of them is that Powell is going to lead the Jets in receiving. Because I think that's very, very possible
0: in receiving yards or reception? Yeah,
1: receiving, receiving yards. Okay. Yeah. So I, I look, I, I don't, I, I do think that Bilal Powell has a decent enough floor each week in PPR formats. The problem is that like you're, you're not going to get a ceiling with anyone on that team. It, it's just, it's, it's how it is. And to, to draft a late round guy that doesn't have a ceiling just doesn't make that much sense to me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Next one at the FF minimalist. Uh, am I a, am I a better fantasy football player if I avoid watching the actual games? Denny's going to have a take here. Well,
0: yeah, well this, the, look, this is, I say, look at a lot. I'm sorry about that. Um, uh, this is a great question from the FF minimalist. Uh, right. Yeah. I mean, like this, that, that's really, that's really on brand for you. <laughs> um, and, and this is a question I first, uh, heard from, uh, Sean Siegel uh at Rotoviz maybe three or four years ago. And at first I thought it was like a joke. Like, well, why would anyone say that? But the more I thought about it and the more I heard Sean's uh you know explanation of what he was talking about and other people chimed in, the more it sort of made sense to me. And the word contaminate keeps coming to mind because you know when when i when i'm watching football and i see an uh, an incredibly impressive play or a couple plays by 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 a wide receiver or running back or something that might contaminate the way that i actually should value that player um it, you know if i were just to look at the at at the uh box score so you know as as someone like myself who's like you know anti film anal- analysis unapologetically I think that there is an argument to be made. Now, do now would I apply that to myself? No, because I I actually enjoy tilting, watching football on Sunday. Okay, (laughs) it's like it's a thing that I somehow for some reason enjoy. So I'm not going to apply this myself. But I think it's an interesting, at least an interesting question.
1: I think it's a good, it's an interesting question to to have a discussion around. And the people who ignore it at face value, I think, aren't people that you want to have the discussion about. Or discussion with the the people who see that question and they're like, no, there's no way, there's absolutely no way, because those are the people that don't understand that fantasy football is actually a game about numbers.
0: Yeah, and, and and there would there have been times when I've missed a lot of football on Sundays and I'll go back and I'll look at the box scores, and I I can't match up the box score with what people are saying on Twitter because the people on Twitter saw the game live, right? And so their takes are, you know way off from what I'm thinking just looking at targets receptions and oh yeah by the way the guy scored two touchdowns on four targets so um you know that I I love that question I could talk all day
1: I want to be clear too it's not that I like I I watch a lot of football so I just want to throw that out there because I've seen I've had people in my mentions be like 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 because there are there are analysts out there who watch film only who don't do a lot of data crunching I side on the data on the on the data portion of things, but at the same time, I'm still watching stuff, so don't take that the wrong way. Just to be clear, next one at I didn't do it. I did it right this time. I usually say Dighton. <laughs> D- Uh How will you celebrate Jeff Fisher Day? Today is Jeff Fisher Day, and because it's eight eight.
0: Yeah. Jeez.
1: Um, oh, uh, I think that everyone should eat plain chicken breast and broccoli and mashed potatoes for dinner with no flavor
0: that sounds good as hell
1: yeah see this denny 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 lives jeff fisher day every day
0: that sounds good give me that meal right now
1: with no flavor on on any of it
0: what do you mean no flavor i mean what, don't, don't
1: marinate the chicken don't don't like i mean do, don't like put like olive oil and throw the broccoli in the in the oven don't uh, do any of that you just gotta you just gotta yeah. eat it eat it dry
0: uh you know that's not ideal. <laughs> yeah that's but, that's what jeff fisher would do. but I'll, I'll take it imagine imagine being synonymous with mediocrity i mean actually i know what that's like <laughs> but, <laughs> but jeff fisher man poor dude
1: i know the next one at swaggy dad runner is the third round the worst to pick in is there anyone you feel good about taking there my default is sammy or even goat bryant he didn't see he didn't do the mar Margotis. Uh, if at the three four turn, mm. I think Sammy's a good third round pick this year. Yeah, I that's, mean, that's, but I agree, third round sucks.
0: Yeah, third round's not good. Uh, I'm I would take Sammy over DeAndre DeAndre Hopkins. You know. I like
1: I like Terrell Pryor there too in the third. In the third, damn. Yeah, man, I'm all about the Terrell Pryor in the third life. Ah, yeah, yeah. I did it in Apex. I got my wide receiver seventeen. Well, I mean, that's a little bit different. I'm. I think prior I have prior at like wide receiver 14.
0: No, I I like the wide receiver 17 part. It's just I you know and and in Apex in our Apex League where wide receiver value is you know destroyed. I was going to say nuked, but that might be too soon. Um uh <laughs> where wide receiver value is destroyed within like 10 minutes of the draft starting. Uh I that that, that pig made sense. I just I guess in the third in a regular draft, aren't you talking about like wide receiver twelve or thirteen?
1: Yeah, I mean it depends. I have him right after the the uh the Dez um basically after Des, the the Des Doug Baldwin Amari tier. I have like it's basically to me, you're looking at like Brandon Cooks, Terrell Pryor, uh maybe DeAndre Hopkins. I just don't like DeAndre Hopkins that much. So like I can understand I can get behind Cooks over over Pryor. I'm not super high on Cooks, but that That's kind of just why the third round is dead, is because there's such a big drop off. Yeah. This next one is from at Ross Kidwell. My league is moving to FOB this year. I called it FOB, not FAB. Some people call it FAB, but I like FOB because there's two A's, man. Yeah, like it's yeah, FOB, it's definitely five. FOB. Right? Right. Uh, can you go over your strategy for bidding on streaming quarterbacks and other waiver wire players? <laughs> I Wait, mean, so look. <laughs> It, it, there's no there's no like easy formula you have to take it case by case but generally speaking if it's a 100 hundred dollar fob league i'm looking at one to five dollars for a quarterback streamer tops it's generally how it goes yeah
0: i i just don't uh you know identify once you identify the matchup go with it, but don't over, don't overpay. I mean, don't overextend yourself just to get one good matchup.
1: Right. And that's why we, that's why we give multiple recommendations each week on the show is because you might not get that guy. So don't, don't, I mean, look, you, you have to play into variance. just because we think, or you think a quarterback is the best streamer. Sometimes sure. He's the most obvious streamer of the week, but even if we think that, that we have to play into probability into variance. So uh, don't go ham with your with your FOB spending if you're streaming. That's the other thing too, is that if you're not streaming, uh, and if you just get in every in every uh, week guy at tight end or quarterback or whatever, um, then that means that you can be a little bit more aggressive with your FOB spending. To be fair, but FOB is also very, very, very overvalued and overrated. Can general. we
0: get Can we get a Fabio meme?
1: Yeah, we definitely need a. We fob need, we
0: need meme. Fabio. Yeah,
1: it's definitely FOB and not Fab though.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, if you are following the rules of the English language, yeah,
1: so. right. That's what I'm saying. But people call it "fab." It's free agent auction budget. There's two A's, people. The next one at Franz Coffee Cake. <laughs> Would you still target Carson Palmer or Ty God if you drafted David Johnson or Shady McCoy? Overall feelings on starting running back and quarterback on the same team.
0: Yeah, I, I don't, I don't see a huge problem with it.
1: I think those, yeah, and in, in those instances, I think it's okay. Some, you know, you don't want to like start. Bilal pow and josh mccown good god you know those in instances where like the the matchups are there for for your quarterback that's totally fine uh next one at w michael mcnair what would be worse going bald or being forced to eat arby's every other day for the rest of your life this is easy Uh, for me really yeah you worse would be eating Arby's every other day of your
0: life. Well yeah, because that would kill you early. Like you'd be you'd be dead in a matter of years.
1: I can go look, I I'm fine. if if I if I went bald, whatever. Like that's that's oh, what happens. Yeah. Well this is the this is
0: the great irony of uh baldness among men is that it is great hair, great thick head of hair is wasted on those who don't care. Like me, yeah. Like you, like the guy you know, just watch. Like any old dude who has all his hair, every hair that he was born with, is walking around with greasy, disheveled hair because he doesn't give a shit. It's just there, and he doesn't care. Uh, but but the the guy who's been losing it for twenty years is desperately trying to comb it in ways and cut it in ways that that just cover up enough. So, yeah. uh, I my my answer, I guess, I guess, you know, since since I would like to live, yeah, uh, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I guess it's the bald thing.
1: <laughs> that would be better, you would say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, like like if I was starting to go bald, I, it's easier said. Like, I get it. I get it. It's easier said than done because I'm not going bald. But no. if I had like a, a big bald spot in the back of my head and I was like trying to be like, oh, no, but you can't, I'm, you know, I'm six foot one and you're looking up to me because I'm taller than the average person and therefore I can keep the front of my hair. Like, no, I, I'm shaving it. I'm shaving it. It's gone.
0: That's the right call. I, I, I truly believe that you just kind of bite the bullet eventually on that on that situation,
1: right? Because then you know people are talking about you behind your back, like why hasn't he shaved his head yet? Yeah. Look, and I'm sorry if someone's listening to this podcast and they're in the predicament where like they're going bald. Like I'm, I'm ready for us. I'm ready for us to look at our mentions tomorrow. <laughs> Someone with like a, a razor in their hand and they just shave their head. And they're like, thanks, guys. <laughs>
0: But but I, I I do I do I stick by <laughs> I stick by the take that that you know just just go with it man I I hope that you know one day <laughs> when rest. one day when when God forsakes me and I'm and and I lose my hair that I I just bite the bullet and just do it the, like
1: it. we there are there are at least five or six people listening to this right now contemplating if they should shave their head tonight. <laughs> look if one of you guys look if one of you guys shaves your head and you send us a picture of it you're in the league next year
0: (laughs) oh man oh okay yeah but we have to we have to uh go we have to make sure that that person is in the league because we can't we cannot forget we cannot tell someone to do that
1: (laughs) (laughs) that would be that would be bad we just we just also bribe someone to shave their hand on the show. I know. Show. I know. I don't feel. I don't know how I feel about this. But we okay. No, let's let's cancel. Let's cancel that. We're not doing that anymore. Yeah. Yeah. No. That's no. That's too much. That's too much. No. We're. Calling I, I don't want off. people to like do things to their body based on what we say on living the stream.
0: Oh yeah. No. That that sounds like a really bad precedent, honestly. Because yeah. then we could be like, get a LTS tattoo on your face, right. Right. and they would be like, oh, totally.
1: Yeah. Right. All right, the next one is from at John Lano. Sweet food, take cake or pie, either can be with ice cream and what flavor. We've kind of talked about this I think like a couple of years ago, right? Cuz we both were were ice cream cake people, right? Like like of of the yeah. of the selections, right? Yeah, very yeah. very easily ice cream cake.
0: Yeah, it's not close. Uh for me, uh pie pie is garbage.
1: Most pies are garbage, yeah. Yeah. And cake cake is actually worse though. Um not ice cream cake though. And I do, I like I'm I'm all about some some mint chocolate chip ice cream too. Uh
0: how do we feel about uh red velvet cake?
1: Yeah, that's that's okay. Red velvet cake's okay.
0: Yeah, I make a point. I actually every other Saturday I go around to kids' birthday parties and <laughs> find the red velvet cake and throw it right in the trash. That's my <laughs> present to them.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't Look, if I'm being honest with you, cake is fine. Like like it's- yeah it's fine it's it's actually fine but i would much rather have ice cream cake from uh, cookie cakes are good too
0: i mean no one really likes cake i think that that's a that's the thing it, it, it's a cake is something that you eat because you're supposed to eat it but you know no one's like scarfing down cake and you're like this is so good no you're lying to yourself it's not good wait for the ice cream cake
1: right this next one is from at Tom C. Whalen, our buddy Tom Whalen. With Cutler in Miami, how long before smoking Jay becomes vaping Jay? We we, we didn't even talk about Jay Cutler yet on oh show.
0: Gosh, that's the show. It's,
1: it's the most exciting thing that's happened to me in, like, a, a few days.
0: Definitely. I mean, our our guy is back. We really were, we were mourning his loss.
1: Oh, yeah. When, when, when I say that I love Jay Cutler, I genuinely mean it. Genuinely mean it.
0: His his apathy is fantastic. And uh, there was someone online who said that the connection of Jay Cutler to Julius Thomas will be the most apathetic <laughs> in the history of the NFL.
1: And that's not wrong. That's not no, wrong. at all. no, it's, it's amazing. I'm so glad Jay Cutler's back. Um, and, and that's not that's not me joking around. Like uh, both Denny and I love Jay Cutler and we love him for the same reasons. Again, Denny mentions the apathy and it's just the extension of like what that does to people. And how they hate him so much because he's like they hate him so much because they wish they could do that. They wish they could roll out of bed and not care and and dominate on a football. Field. D- dominate. I mean, look, he's a starting quarterback in the NFL. He's one of the best thirty-two. Or, you know, he's probably a top twenty quarterback in the world, right? Yes. And yeah. in the entire world. Yeah. <laughs> and and people people say that he sucks.
0: Um. Yeah. Yeah, no, right. He's naturally gifted in a way that's infuriating because he could have been I he could have been one of the greatest of all time if if he stopped being himself. And yes. um so my dad had two hot takes on Cutler.
1: Oh yeah, your dad hates him, right? Well,
0: my dad's just always like he's like a disappointed father when he talks about Cutler. Uh because he was big on Cutler when when he was in Denver. And, um, so my dad said, uh, you you know, Cutler should stay in, in the booth because he can't possibly be worse in the booth uh, than he was on the field. And then his second hot take on Cutler was, um, was, wait, wait, wait. He goes, the Dolphins head coach was Cutler's coordinator in Chicago. I said, yeah. He said, well, you would think he, you would think that this guy knows that Cutler sucks. Why is he bringing him in? I was like, geez, dad. All right. Man, the, the takes are warm today.
1: The next one is at LOA underscore Frank. He says, is strategy really any different between full PPR and half PPR? I'll say this about this. So I think that people overstate how drastically things change in terms of within the position ranks uh, between something like half to full PPR. But I will say that if you can flex a wide, if you have a flex spot, which most leagues do, it should bring wide receivers and make them a little bit more valuable in a full PPR league, because they're the ones that you would want to start in that flex spot.
0: Yeah, I'll go with that.
1: Uh, Next one at J Alex Olguin. What is your favorite hot sauce? And do you put it on eggs?
0: I, yeah, I do. I, every morning, uh, Cholula hot sauce.
1: Oh, okay. I still like Frank's. I'm still a Frank's guy. Uh, You, you
0: ugly American.
1: I know, I know, but I do put it on eggs, 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 and hot sauce is is very, ah, very
0: so good. good. Give me uh, wheat toast uh, with eggs with Cholula, and I will be good forever.
1: Yeah, no, that's a good take. That's your best food take easily. It's not even close. <laughs> Next one at ZT Dobson. Take on adults uh, on adults that do not use lose and loose properly, like when they spell it wrong. Oh, uh,
0: you know, I mean, it's just. It's usually a mistake, I'm guessing.
1: Two, two things, and this is this is directed at fantasy football Twitter and football Twitter and mm-hmm. anyone who writes about sports and numbers. Mm-hmm. Okay, the thing that pisses me off more than anything, and I look, and this is also to number fire writers, if you're listening. The first one is less versus fewer. Okay. Yeah. Everyone uses less when they should be using fewer when it comes to writing about about numbers and metrics and stuff. And the other thing is, guys, lead is spelled L E D when you're talking about a team led in a game. It's not it's not a medal it's not L E A D. That's that's the easily the most common mistake that I see in in sports writing. And that, that's what that's what gets me tilted.
0: I re- <laughs> you are tilting right now. Uh I, I remember well, back when I was trying to hammer that home in my head, the lead, lead situation mm-hmm. was that uh Robert Plant led led Zeppelin. That's that's hmm. I, I always I always try to nice. That's cute. Yeah, yeah. that's
1: that a is, cute little little trick. All my own. Uh, next one at Shafe underscore neck. Who would you rather keep in a twelve team PPR league? Tevin Coleman in the tenth or Paul Perkins in the twelfth. It's Coleman. I think it's Coleman too. Yeah. yeah. Uh I'm not very high on Perkins. Yeah. But that that mm-hmm. that, that, that situation for running backs just isn't very good. Uh next one at Jordan Hall twenty three. Are there any running backs between the top three and Danny Woodhead in ADP that you guys trust? <laughs> I think it plays into what we were talking about with the third round just being kind of a dumpster fire. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I still am fine with like Shady as the fourth running back and in the first round. And uh, I'm fine with Jay Ajayi. I like Jay Ajayi. DeMarco I'm fine with. I mean, there, there's guys. And, and I, I still love Ty Montgomery where he goes.
0: I kind of do too.
1: Uh next one, at Joe, son of Joe. What player names do you accidentally mispronounce? Related, how do you feel about Austin, Rastafari, and Jenkins with Quincy and Unwa done for the season? Uh, People say I say because I, I, I always say it differently, but the balal pal thing. I say balal balol. Balol. <laughs> you just basically have to talk like you're you're swallowing your tongue when you say Bilal. that name.
0: Yeah, that's a hard one to say. Do I do I mispronounce? Do you know of anyone? Oh, I don't know. Oh, 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 no, I did. Um, oh my god, there was one I was mispronouncing, <laughs> I was mispronouncing so bad that people were tweeting me. I mean like you're you're oh man, you I'm sure LTS Someone
1: will remember, yeah. LTS
0: folks remember. If you remember the name of the player that I just could not
1: get down. It was a rookie. Ah oh, man, anyway, let me know sweet uh and austin safarian jenkins is kind of intriguing but it's the jets offense so he's gonna suck uh next one the last one at the great buddha what are your favorite league rules slash variations and why super flex no kicker etc oh well
0: gotta have a kickers uh denny denny ah no i'm a kicker truther you know that
1: um, I'm, I'm, I, I look. I know that we have a podcast dedicated to streaming, but I'm all about superflex leagues because it it allows teams to actually have a different type of draft strategy rather than, hey, I'm gonna pound running backs and wide receivers for eight rounds. Uh,
0: again, you need to know your audience. I think if you institute superflex in a league where people are like barely paying attention to what they're doing, it's gonna be, it's you know, you're just. Most people are gonna lose interest by like week three because their team's gonna be so bad.
1: Yeah, that's very fair. All right, Denny, that does it for the questions. That does it for the show. We gave you some late round running backs to target. We announced who's going to be in the league. We answered some questions. Now tell everyone where they can find you.
0: Yeah. It's uh at CD Carter thirteen where you can find the best gifts in the business. And uh you can check out my uh website, draftdayconsultants dot com. The requests are coming in, so Uh, send yours in today
1: you can find me on twitter at late round qb all my work over numberfire.com i have another podcast called the late round podcast please go subscribe to that as well and leave some reviews for this show and that show just because it helps us uh do better that's what it does yes it helps us it helps us do better all right guys thanks for listening we will catch you next week Thank
0: you for listening to Living the Stream. We hope you enjoyed the internet podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes now. It won't take long. It's fast. For more fantasy football info, check out MaygroundQB.com.
1: Hope you come back soon as we share about the teams. And as we live, live in the stream.